Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, hope you're doing well, hope everything is okay. We're back, Cinematic Ventures Podcast, Gabriel here, and you can see the topic. And it's something that I've always been very, very curious about, personally. And I would like for you to tell me in the comments section, in the messages you're sending me, in the emails, how do you feel about it? How do you judge a piece of art? In this case, obviously we're talking about cinema, movies, but even in general, how are we judging movies? Especially nowadays, I'm really curious about that with uh, social media and this influence from all different outlets. So I want to start just to share with you, the listeners, my own observations, some of my own opinions on this topic. And of course, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. So maybe one of those days we're going to do uh, like a Q&A episode or uh, like a, a live stream. I'm still thinking about it, but I really want to engage any person that's listening and is interested in this topic and the topic of cinema in general. So I want to start with how I see things and how I personally judge, appreciate movies. At the end of the day, for me, it's very simple. I never was really affected, and I know a lot of people say it, but they don't really mean it. But in my case, I was never really affected by a narrative, a consensus, or critical perception or reception of a, of a certain movie. Never. I was curious when I was uh, when I was a teenager. I was curious about a lot of the reviews, what people, what other people have to say about stuff that I like. And in the beginning, I admit I got. I got a bit angry when I would read something about something that I love and the person or people were not very happy about it. They were not fans, clearly. I used to get a bit angry about this. But something happened for me. Back in 2005, uh, I'm aging myself, I guess. <laughs> Back in 2005, it was the year where I stopped caring at all about critical perception of a movie, critical backlash or critical praising. I, that was really the moment for me when I started really deciding for myself. And that was the moment when I said, you know what? I just need a couple of things to know if I'm going to see a movie or even enjoy it. The cast and crew credits, a poster, even without a trailer. I don't even need a trailer. I just need to see who's producing, who is the editor, who's doing the score, who is the screenwriter, basically the people behind the camera, not even the actors. And that's all I need to know. First, to know if I'm going to watch a certain movie. And second, if I'm even going to enjoy it. Because there are certain movies, certain filmmakers, certain artists that I've never been disappointed by them. And 
I'm rarely disappointed these days because I know exactly what I want to see. It doesn't mean I don't go out of my comfort zone, I do, but I'm pretty, pretty careful at what I'm watching. I don't just blind watch, I don't just go to the movie theater or streaming not knowing anything about the movie that I'm about to watch. Again, that's me. I'm curious, what do you guys think? If you're going blind, watching certain movies, I imagine it, it would be quite exciting. But it's not something that I've been doing, honestly. So, at this point, I know exactly what I want, what to expect from a movie. And that leads us to social media and people nowadays. My observation is that we are all affected by social media and what the public, and when I say public, I mean people on social media. We are affected by them. We are influenced. Even if we don't realize it, we're kind of affected by the opinions of other people and we kind of become complicit in a way in this narrative. Like, okay, the Morbius movie, the Jared Leto movie, oh, it sucks. It's a meme at this point, right? And that's the narrative. The narrative is it's quote unquote bad movie. And if you enjoy it, if you say out loud, look, I had a great time watching this movie. People will immediately dismiss you as someone who knows nothing about cinema, horrible taste, all of that. I've always been against that. And this is not like a, like a crusade against this. No, not at all. I respect people and different opinions perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. But personally, I don't behave that way. That way. If someone says to me when I have a conversation, I've had, I've been fortunate enough to have conversations with people from all over the world, film fans. And when someone says that they've genuinely enjoyed a movie that's quote unquote accepted by the film Twitter or uh, the film fan community as a quote unquote bad movie, if someone says they genuinely enjoyed it, I don't make fun of them. I don't go, oh, you have, you have a horrible taste or like, really? You love this movie? No. My first reaction is always, oh, that's great. Tell me why. Why do you like it? I'm curious. So for me, it's not about dismissing other people because they like something that the majority or at least the perception is that the majority hates. So I'm super, super interested. It gets boring to a degree when you ask someone and they say, oh yeah, The Godfather, oh yeah, Citizen Kane, or oh yeah, Capote, these types of movies that it has become the norm to say that you love those movies or their favorite movies. It gets almost repetitive at a time. And I always say this, I don't take away anything from those movies. These are great movies that I also personally love. But there's so many other movies but again, we live in a world where the narrative is you have to say that these are the best movies. If you go a little bit on the side, a little bit on the right, a little bit on the left, and you see you mention a different movie like, oh, Independence Day, people will immediately will be like, oh, 
it's like it shocks them because they don't expect this answer because it's not in a narrative. The narrative is the movies that most of the time critics like, right? So you have to align your taste with this. And if you don't, you have a horrible taste, you know nothing about movies, and you're going to be uh, you're going to be made fun of by people. Now, thankfully for me, I've never really been affected by any of this. I was never really bothered that someone in a, in like the film fan or filmmaking community or film students would see less of me or would would think that I don't know anything about cinema. No, not at all. Exactly because, and this would this would be my advice. If there's a person out there listening to this and you're comfortable with your own position, you know about movies, you love movies, and you love movies that are not part of the narrative, as we're just discussing. I'm going to repeat narrative a lot, apparently. But if you're one of those people, don't bend. Don't let others influence your views or make you afraid of sharing how you truly feel. That's really my uh, best advice on this one. Don't let Rotten Tomato scores or even box office numbers. I was, a, I was a box office analyst when I was working as a film journalist for five years. So I know about box office. I've done it many times. Uh, the numbers, calculating, comparing numbers, different decades, uh, inflation and all of that. But still... Even though it is good to have a movie that's successful at the box office, even if a movie fails, if I enjoy a movie, I'm going to be like, I enjoy the movie. In my world, in my opinion, this is a good movie. You may disagree, and your opinion is just as valid as my opinion. That's just how it is. There's no other way. And I've, I've witnessed a lot of discussions, arguments between people, even between filmmakers, film students as well. And we're very, I would say, unfortunately, very narrow-minded on this topic. Because there will be people who would say, I don't listen to critics. I make up my own mind. And when you ask them about favorite movies or what do they think, if you just poll them a little bit, on certain topics, certain movies, you will discover that they're absolutely following the narrative, the consensus, which is these specific 20 movies that everyone mentions when they get asked what's your favorite movie or the best movie ever made, they're following the same pattern. So I always try to get more out of people. In a way that's obviously respectful. I'm just curious on this one. And I always say, okay, these are the expected answers. I'm sure there's there are other movies that you really like. But in a way, you don't want to publicly share it because you're afraid you're going to be shamed. People will make fun of you. Even friends will treat you like less of a person because you have horrible taste. That's something that I would like to change with this podcast is to make people comfortable to make people. That's why this podcast, as I say, it is about positivity. It is about us being comfortable with who we are. And this is not just about movies. This is just this is about anything else in life. 
that we are comfortable with the way we are, that we live in a world that's unfortunately very tribal. Everyone has a tribe. And if you don't belong, you get cast out. No one cares about you. And people want to be part of something. So that's why they would say anything. Even if, even if they don't believe it, they, they would just say it to fit in into a group. I've never been that way. And if that means you're not going to belong to a group, right? You're going to be on the sides. So be it. It is what it is. At least you are honest with yourself and you're not afraid to share how you really feel. So this is very important and I really want to make sure that people understand this. I want this podcast, this whole platform that I have to give people the confidence to say, hey, anger management. Adam Sandler's movie. It is one of my favorite movies. I do think it's a great movie, right? This is just an example. I do think it's a great movie because of this, because of that. And you should feel comfortable saying that. You shouldn't feel afraid. Same thing with music. Same thing with books. Same thing with anything that's part of the art area. We do have to be confident and that's incredibly important and I always say and people they say they don't listen to critics they don't care about critics and all of that but you hear reports on Hollywood Reporter Variety that the popularity of websites like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or whatever it's becoming more and more popular so something is not right here someone is not telling the truth on one hand, you have people, especially on the comic book movies, you know, there's this huge battle sometimes between comic book movie fans and film critics. It's been happening for a while now. They would say, boy boycotting critics. Critics are horrible. No one listens to the critics anymore and all of that. And at the same time, the traffic for these websites is becoming more and more popular. You see studios even putting like a, the tomato, tomato meter fresh or whatever. It's part of their marketing campaign at this point because of how recognizable that thing is. Now, just to, just to make it clear again, I don't go there. I don't go to Rotten Tomatoes. Of course, I'm aware because of my job as a film journalist or uh, my job that it, that it was before. I used to check out of curiosity. I was never affected though. But people are. And it's funny. On one hand, you will see people who say, I don't care about critics. Critics are horrible. All of that. At the same time, you see an incredible popularity of critics. Online reviewers. Online. Uh, when you go to YouTube, you'll see a lot of online reviewers with huge amounts of views. And again, good for them. Absolutely. They're doing something that works for them. More power to them. But it's a weird situation because you hear one thing, but you actually see something else in reality. So what I'm saying, I'm not here to uh, rail against critics because at the end of the day, people decide for themselves. All I'm trying to do with this podcast is just to push people to educate themselves on a movie. 
to actually do the research themselves, not waiting for a review of someone. And based on that review, they make a decision. I think that's the wrong way to do it. Because when we pay for something, when we invest our time, I think we have to do a bit more than just reading a review. So that's what I wanted to basically say with this little episode here, that you shouldn't be afraid to go out of your way, to go outside of the bubble of film Twitter or online uh, film communities, because it is a bubble. There are certain beliefs, certain things that are accepted, and you kind of start to believe it at the end of the day. And if someone outside of this bubble tells you, I like this movie or that movie, and you're shocked because it's not part of the narrative. It's not part of what you know. It's not part of what online film fans are discussing. You're like, really? You like this movie? Wow. So you're shocked. And we shouldn't be shocked. We should be able to accept that There are people who absolutely enjoy, and let's say, their favorite movie ever, ever, like the best movie they've ever seen. Let's say it's Independence Day. Guess what? There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. And we should normalize this. We shouldn't feel like, oh, this is your favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that's a stupid summer popcorn flick. You don't have taste. This is not, quote-unquote, high art. So you don't know anything. Your opinion doesn't count. That's wrong. That kind of behavior, that kind of high art behavior and dismissing hundreds of great movies. And again, great movies, when I say great movies, this is my opinion. I'm sure other people would disagree. But you can always, always at least appreciate the choices of other people. So that's why I want to see more eclectic choices, even among people. And I know people have that. I know the listeners right now, you're listening right now. I'm sure, 100%, that you have quite a few movies on your list of favorite movies that you don't want to share, you don't want to be honest about it, that you love. Because you will be criticized by the online community of film fans. They will see you as someone who's uneducated about cinema, with a horrible taste, and all of the stuff we've heard before. And I'm here telling you, don't do it. Don't be afraid. Go ahead. Share. It will make you feel much, much better. I did that years ago. If that means being cast away from certain communities, so be it. When I was younger, I was definitely, uh, I was definitely the guy who would always say something different, who would not follow the herd. And it was not me just trying to be, trying to be provocative. It was just me, how I really felt. I remember when House of Wax came out in 2005. And now it's a movie that horror fans really love. When you you go to Fangoria, other websites, people love the movie. They celebrate the anniversary, all of that. But when the movie came out, I clearly remember. I watched the movie, the movie theater. I absolutely loved it. It was so, it is so well made. It's scary. It's disturbing. 
it's just well made and I really, really enjoyed it. And I remember sharing my love for the movie, just, just pure appreciation of the movie. But when it came out, it was the Paris Hilton movie because Paris Hilton is in a movie. And the second you say it, I remember at the end of the year, I shared it, I believe. It was one of the message boards or something online, probably IMDb. And I mentioned it was one of the one of my favorite movies of the year. I really appreciated it. In terms of horror movies, what was what the movie accomplished and all of that. I just loved it. And I shared it in a very respectful way. I shared why I liked it, why it worked for me, and all of that. And I was immediately, immediately criticized, trashed, blasted by the other film fans on that on that platform. Oh, horrible taste. That Paris Hilton movie, that's one of your favorite movies. You have horrible taste. You don't know nothing about cinema. Get out of here. That's the reaction. That's the knee-jerk reaction of someone. They see a different opinion. And again, I wasn't saying, oh, this is the greatest movie of the year, the best movie of the year. I remember clearly saying, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. My own personal decision, right? Opinion. And, but even with that, you can't because it goes against the narrative, which is, oh, it has to be critically acknowledged, respected, positive reviews. Even if they're not positive, it has to be at least in the middle, right? Worst, worst case scenario. But House of Wax, I believe, was negatively reviewed, trashed by the critics, which was never a surprise for me. I never even expected anything differently. But I remember not caring. That was the moment. That was the moment when I said, I just don't care. I don't care about narratives anymore. And I want to share how I truly feel about something. And ever since that year, I've been very very relaxed when it comes to movies. And obviously, I've gained more experience. Uh, five years after after 05, I started working as a film journalist. That's what it got me. That's where I got uh, a lot of information. I was just educated on the matter of cinema, read a lot of books, made a couple of shorts of my own. So it was more than just a regular viewer. I was deep down. I still am. I love filmmaking. I love cinema. So that gave me even more courage and it made me more appreciative of cinema and in a way that I wish more people feel the same way because it's so liberating to be able to say, you know what, this movie that was dismissed by the critics, box office flop, no one really talks about it. It is one of my favorite movies. And if someone starts to make fun of you, I always would say that would be my advice. Just level with them. Just say, okay, this is your opinion. Now let me explain why, in simple terms, why I like the movie. And when you do that, people will see. People will see like, oh, you're not just an empty vessel. You actually have reasons for liking this movie. And again, do it in a respectful way. You have to be, obviously, we have to be polite and all of that. And it works. People will see your point and you're going to say, look, I disagree with you, but 
good man. More power to you for enjoying this movie. So if you do that, I think people will see. So we have to have the certain approach when we share what we like and what we don't like. But at the end of the day, my advice to you, the listener, don't follow the herd. As they say, don't be a sheep. And it's really a great feeling because we live in a very, as I mentioned before, very complicated world. And also we live in a world where a lot of people are afraid to say how they really feel about something. And again, I'm not talking about Uh, dangerous rhetoric, uh, dangerous statements. No, I'm talking about sharing an opinion on art specifically. That's why we're here. And you shouldn't feel afraid or that you're going to be ignored or people will make fun of you if you say that. Don't. Don't. Because that's how movies, that's how movies succeed when There are supporters. There are plenty of examples of movies that were completely destroyed by the critics when they came out. But because of the support, the undying support of fans throughout the years, that's how these movies continue to resonate, generation after generation. Great example of that is The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. When it came out, like, completely dismissed. Same thing with The Shining. But the love and support, that's why the horror film community, it's one of the best in terms of dedication and love for, uh, for those movies. It's, you can't compare it to anything else. It's, it's the best. And I'm glad to be, in a way, part of it because I love horror movies. And it's, it's an amazing feeling when you can... There's, no other, there's, there's just no other genre or no other fan a fan group that does this, that keeps movies that were very obscure, completely underrated, but it keeps them alive, keeps them alive for decades. That's why you have these these uh, Comic-Con, like horror version of a Comic-Con, where you see these horror stars from movies that were very obscure from the 80s, 70s, 90s, and they're huge celebrities. Exactly because because fans have decided, look, we don't care about the critical uh, opinion. That movie was trash, but we like it. So if there are enough people who say we like that movie, that movie will persevere, will continue to resonate. And that's amazing. And I want to see, I really want to see, probably never going to happen, but hey, it's worth a shot to see something like that with, let's say, other genres. You kind of see a little bit, maybe with the action genre, and I grew up as an action guy, so I'm, uh, I'm very happy about that. You see about the action genre, genre that uh, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, it's great to see that those guys are still relevant today, right? That people love them, appreciate them. It's a great feeling, but at the same time, I want people to feel comfortable to say that Hey, this Stallone movie is one of my favorite movies. I'm not, I'm not talking about Rocky, right? The Because this is an easy answer, right? That's the thing. That's the, the joke that I think someone posted it as an article about popular movies that people claim they've seen and claim it's their favorite movie, but they haven't really seen. They're just saying it because they want to fit in. 
because they know by saying, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Stallone makes crap, but I like Rocky. So yeah, of course, it'll, it won't get you really points, but you'll be accepted because that's the narrative that, oh, Rocky is, was, right? Accepted by the critics, huge success with the audience, but a lot of the movies that Stallone made were, uh, were mostly success with the audience, not so much the critics. So let me choose the one that pleased everyone. And that's the easy answer. That's the, the simple answer. But you're not going to see someone who says, hey, uh, Daylight is my all-time favorite or one of my favorite action movies of all time or one of my favorite uh, Stallone movies. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who actually feel that way. They just don't want to say it. Because again, it's against the narrative that we have online. It's not just online. Unfortunately, it's something that kind of uh, is also part of the filmmaking community and film students, not to mention film students, of course. And it's sad. I've talked to people from, uh, from the industry. I'm fortunate to know a couple of people from the industry and we've had these conversations and it feels bad. It feels bad when you have artists acting the same way as the online film communities that completely dismiss certain groups of movies and just praise the same types of movies over and over again. No matter what the decade is, no matter what changes have happened, it's, all, it's always the same. It's kind of boring. It's kind of repetitive. I always say it. I don't take away anything from those movies, those 20, 30 movies that people mention all the time. From The Godfather to The Dark Knight. I don't take anything away from them. I love those movies. I own those movies as well. But there's so many other movies that I guarantee you, there's so many people that love them. But they, they don't get the support and appreciation that they need. So in a way, that's why this platform, Cinematic Ventures, exists. That's the bottom line. Apologize if I was blabbing a little bit, a bit repetitive, but it's a lot to discuss. And I really want to make sure that you know what this is, what this platform is. And I want you, the listener, to feel comfortable that this is a place where you can freely share your opinion and freely discuss movies that people don't discuss nowadays. Even if it's a movie no one, no one had ever heard of, or a movie that you think was unfairly judged, trashed by critics and the online communities and all of that, but a movie that you appreciate and you really like, I want you to know this is the right place where we can discuss this. And that's my intention with the podcast. I know there are a lot of podcasts who cover obscure films, movies that are underrated, uh, a bit more like indie films even. But I want to make this even better. Like we really can dig deep into the types of movies we all love and we believe that deserve much more recognition. And of course, at the end of the day, I want this to be a, a very eclectic community of film lovers, filmmakers, people who treasure cinema and who treat cinema as more than just background noise or something to be watched on a smartphone 
And yeah, pretty much what unfortunately we're seeing nowadays. Movies are turning into fast food, something that you can just put in the background and, and do your dishes. So that's the little episode on how do we appreciate, how we appreciate movies, how we judge movies. And again, apologies for the blabbing, but I'm getting there. I'm getting used to the, to the platform. It's not always easy talking by yourself for, for minutes and minutes. It's always nice to have someone to go back and forth with, but I basically want this to be a very, very off the cuff like an improv. I don't do any uh, scripts. I don't prepare speeches. I just, the way I feel, I turn on the microphone, turn on the recorder, and I deliver. It's a podcast. It's not always perfect. It's just me at this point. I don't have like a team of editors and stuff like that. So it's pretty, pretty uh, improvisational, which I kind of like because I don't like things that are overproduced. I, I like things that are more normal, for lack of a better word. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate your time. We'll be back next time, and I'm preparing some really interesting topics for us to discuss. And uh, there will be different polls on, on the channel, and hopefully you're going you're gonna to stick around. But... I think it'll be interesting. No matter what, I think this will be interesting. And uh, let me know how you feel. Let me know your questions. What do you want to see discussed in the future? Anything that you feel hasn't really been discussed a lot or, or topics in movies or filmmakers that you don't see a lot these days. And you feel like they deserve more recognition. Let me know in the comments, in the messages and we will cover everything. Thank you so much for listening. This is it for today, but I will be back next time. Appreciate your time. Take care and stay safe.